Welcome to the Bubblehead Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm with my co-host, Robert. Today, we want to be talking some Dynasty Fantasy Football buys. Uh, before we jump into our content, though, I wanted to first just say, hey, this is where you could find us on social media. You can find me at Eric, E-R-I-K underscore Bubblehead. And where can the good people find you, Robert? Yes, yeah, so you can find me at BBH Robert. Uh, and... You know, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter. So give us a uh, follow, give us a like, and uh, tweet us any of your thoughts. Yeah, before we get into today's content, we figured we'd cover a little bit of news. The long-awaited Baker Mayfield trade has finally happened. What do you think? Initial reaction, Robert. So I actually think it's a good trade for Carolina. Um, I know a lot of people are going to hate on it, and they're going to say, hey, like Baker, you know, he's not – not a great quarterback. Like I mean, he's an average quarterback in my opinion. Um, so if you can find like if there's like a Baker Mayfield owner out there that's like super desperate, I think he's a pretty decent buy now. Um, but you know, it's you're you're playing with fire uh, with Baker because you it's likely that he only has the one year to to play in Carolina, and because I don't really see him getting a long term extension with Carolina. But let's let's not. Let's say this. He, Baker Mayfield put Cleveland in on the map, right? They were one in thirty-one before he showed up. Mm-hmm. Why are we disrespecting this man so much? Like, I feel like he got a lot of disrespect for a terrible organization. Yeah, I think he was the victim of his own success in some ways. You know, all right, he came out the gate. Set the rookie passing touchdown record, you know, really, like you said, put them back on the map. And, you know, they bring in Odell and and they're starting to get all this hype. Kareem Hunt comes in and Chubb turns into a superstar. Like, you know, so everyone's expecting Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Well, you know, injuries uh, and he didn't, you know, he's not quite that level of player. So everyone's hating on him. Um, but I agree. I, I He can play like. You know, the quintessential question, is he one of the 32 best QBs in the league? Yeah, he is. And I think he's just, he's an average guy. He's like kind of that Kirk Cousins, like Ryan Tannehill group for me. Like he's, he's not going to win you anything, but he's not going to like necessarily lose you anything either. Like, but if, but he was hurt last year. So like, yeah, I kind of take last year and like kind of take it with a grain of salt because he was hurt. So, um, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting trade for both parties. Like, Carolina Bay play it paid basically nothing, but like for me, I mean, what can I get Carol, Baker, Baker Mayfield for? Like, is he cheap? Yeah, it's it's too early to tell, right? Because uh, I mean, it's such an instant thing. I, I'd like to see what happens is ADP and and see what trades are happening in my leagues, you know, in the next week or two. But I tend to think that you could buy him pretty cheap still. Um. Yeah, I like the move by Carolina football standpoint, right? Like, so they didn't give up much. And if Baker succeeds, right, like greatly, they found, you know, a long-ish term QB. If he just does okay, maybe they can get a compensatory pick to pay back some or all of what they invested in him. So makes sense to me. Personally, I think it's a slight bump to the DJ Moores of the world. Uh, Not much, but... Slight little bump. Is that enough Baker talk? We uh we want to talk about our dynasty buys now. Yeah, I think that's plenty on on 
you know, Baker, I, I think we're both kind of on the same page there. Um, so for the buys, let's start off with Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan is a, I would say he's a guaranteed Hall of Famer at this point. Uh, probably not first ballot, but, you know, I think he's a Hall of Famer. So he goes to a terrible, goes from a terrible situation in Atlanta that had a devoid of talent along the offensive line. It's a void of talent at running back and a void of talent at wide receiver after Calvin Ridley was, was uh, suspended. Nope. So do I think, why do I think that Matt Ryan, who's getting older is a buy? Because I think you can get low QB one to high QB two years from Matt Ryan at this point. Um, now, the QB one that's probably a little bit rich. I think you know it's probably more realistic to say he's going to be a, a high QB two, low or mid QB two. I guess probably the more realistic. But I think you could have. I think you could have a couple seasons where, or a couple of games where he is, um, you know, producing at a high high level, and um, I, I think he's an interesting buy for that reason. He's got a better running back around him. He's got a better offensive line. Uh, Michael Pittman's a very good wide receiver. Um, he doesn't necessarily have his have great weapons, just like he you know, didn't have great weapons in uh, Atlanta. But I think he has enough around him to kind of take the pressure off of him and to kind of let him be that game manager. That's going to be a little bit more effective, I think. Yeah, it's a good buy. It's a great win now buy, right? Obviously, thirty seven year old quarterback isn't what you want if you're in a rebuild or if you're trying to go productive struggle out the gates. But I, I think you're right on. This is a player that could easily be a top 15 QB. And, hey, if things go right, right, Jelani Woods, Alec Pierce, if they, you know, show something right out the gates and Michael Pittman takes the step I believe Pittman takes, we could have a top 10 QB. We could have a top 12 QB. Um, and it's just the price of what Ryan is going for that screams by to me. Like, go get him as your QB three. And, you know, in case of injury or, hey, maybe you have Deshaun Watson. Like, he could be your insurance policy. Um, I think Matt Ryan is great by, right? Only 37. Like, that's kind of young these days with QBs, you know, of the Hall of Fame ilk, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's a little bit different um, in that he has shown signs of age with Atlanta. Uh, but it is Atlanta, and they were terrible. So, I mean, I, I think there's a little bit, you know, to, to kind of pump the brakes on him on age being the factor there. I do mainly joke about, you know, him being young relatively. But I will say, all right, I'm a pass fan. I remember it was about this time in Brady's age where he started to dip. It was like in 15 and 16, 17, right? Seven years ago. He's 44, 45. Uh all of a sudden, I remember talking to my pastor and be like, I think he might be done, you know? And obviously, he turns around. Now, no, don't get me wrong. Matt Ryan, it doesn't – I'm not predicting that by any means. But I think your point about, right, getting the improved offensive line, getting a good running game, right? Get Matt Ryan, do a play-action pass, you know, game, and he'll be efficient. Like, Jesus, Carson Wentz was, what, QB 14 last year? Like, it's just – seems too easy right matt ryan's going qb26 and startups go get him 
Yeah, I, I think do... uh, I think Matt Ryan's a great option for for a contender. And um, I don't know, do you have anything else about him or? Yeah, I love I love your choice. I do want to go through a few actual trades that have happened recently, just to give you an idea of you know what it would take in a non startup situation. Um, so this is coming via the Dynasty Nerds uh, tool. They have the a trade. Uh, browser. So these are just real actual life trades coming from Sleeper and My Fantasy League. So we have a 2022 205 for Matt Ryan straight up. 23 third and a 24 second for Matt Ryan straight up. Devin Singletary for Matt Ryan in 2024 fourth. Trask, Darnold, and a 2022 306 for Matt Ryan. Now this was uh, about a week ago, that trade. So it was prior to the uh, Baker sign. So Darnold had, you know, I guess some value. But, you know, here's a 23 second for Matt Ryan, another 22. It's the 207 for Matt Ryan. Like, obviously, not every league you're going to be able to get such a good deal. But you're telling me a mid second round pick in this class for Matt Ryan? Give me it all day. Super flex. Go have him as your third QB, ideally, right? Maybe your second if you are loaded in other spots, but it seems easy to me, Robert. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, so you ready to move on to your buy? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So my my big buy, he's much younger, kind of the opposite spectrum. This is much more of a projection versus a guarantee of what you're going to get. And I'm going Davis Mills. So Davis Mills was the afterthought of that loaded 2021 rookie draft class. He was top of the third round pick, but this is a draft that had five QBs in the top 15 picks. So because of that, I think he kind of got pushed down like relative value. So this is a former five-star number one QB in their high school draft class. High school recruiting class, excuse me. Number one prospect at QB. And he dealt with a lot of injuries. He had knee injuries at Stanford, and that really limited him. If David Mills had come back, played in 2021, had you know a healthy season, I think that we would have been talking about Davis Mills as the number one QB in 2022 draft. Well, that's not saying much. It's not, but right? Can he... Kenny Pickett's got a lot of love right now in the dynasty community, a lot more than Davis Mills. Davis Mills going at QB 25, only one spot ahead of Matt Ryan. Only six picks ahead at 116 in the overall ADP. This is a player that's 23 years old. They don't turn 24 until October. They, by all accounts, in my opinion, had the second best rookie season out of you know those six QBs that got any time at all with really just one weapon to work with davis mills showed me that he's got talent so i i'm believing in davis mills i think that there's a real possibility that houston's going to try and plan around this guy yeah yeah so i actually like davis mills a lot too um but the only reason i'm hesitant on davis mills is solely because i don't like the texas organization um and I, 
it just keeps in the back of my head like okay if they're terrible this year let's say they finish you know 2 and 14 3 and 13 or something like that which is exactly where they should finish like they're a terrible team but at the same time if they do finish at that point and then they're in the running for you know CJ Stroud Bryce Young I don't know if they won't just take them and then that tanks the Davis Mills value so you know that's concerning for me yeah, I see that as worst, worst case scenario, and that would be bad. But I honestly believe if that scenario truly does happen, someone's trading for Davis Mills. He's going to get another chance. He's proven as a rookie that he has potential. So long as he doesn't come out there and just completely throw up over himself, I believe even in that horrible situation where you know they bring in the CJ Stroud, the Bryce Young, someone's trading for him because he's too valuable of an asset. If he shows, right, if he builds on this year, or even if he just replicates his rookie year again, he has enough promise that he's going to get another opportunity. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm committed, especially at the price. I mean, Baker or Mills, straight up. Who do you want? I want, I want, oh man. <laughs> I'll go with Davis Mills. With I'm Davis. Davis Mills easy. I've seen enough of Baker. I know what Baker is. I know what he's not. Do I think there's a chance Baker could still become useful in the NFL? Sure. But for me, it's like, give me the upside. Davis Mills has the upside. I don't think – I think part of Baker's problem is Stefanski. I don't – I don't know. I I feel like Baker still has a shot of, of being in the right system, being successful. But – Obviously, Baker's not like he's not going to be a superstar by any means. So I'm trying to say at all. I think he could be an average starter in the league, um, and I and I think that's like right where I'm at with with Davis Mills. I think he's probably right around an average to a slight, maybe slightly above average starter in the league. Um, and so that's kind of why I'm hesitant on both there. Um, Am I the smelling price, a lot of Baker love right now? I don't know if that's a lot of Baker love. That is a lot of that is a lot of I would like to have either of them because the quarterback class was absolutely terrible this year. Uh so give me a stopgap. Um right. I I get it. I I mean I, I'm pretty down on Baker, so anyone above me is probably closer to where they should be, to be honest. Um uh, but to me, I see Davis Mills and I, and he makes me think of Kirk Cousins. I just think of Kirk Cousins. I think of a guy that can go and give, or a Derek Carr, less of the player, but more as the fantasy production. I see someone that's going to give you, you know, five, six years of QB 15-ish. And you know what? Kirk Cousins, he just was a back-end QB1 this last year. And I think Derek Carr going this next year will be a back-end QB1. So I think that's kind of his ceiling is – you put some amazing weapons in front of them and, and things go right and maybe you get QB 10 for a season. But more realistically, I'm thinking you can get a handful of QB 16, QB 18, QB 14 type of seasons, which has a lot of value to me, especially think of the price. I mean, 2022-204, straight up for Davis Mills. Uh, Davis Mills. Uh, 2023 second, straight up for Mills. 
a 25 first for Mills and a 23 third, like, sure, it's a first, but it's two years out. Like, I think Mills is worth a first right now. So, see, see, I would try to get him for a 22 first. Uh, I would try to, to get out of this draft and, and pick Davis Mills because then you're losing basically nothing because you're, you're basically taking a first round pick on a quarterback this year, you know, yeah. and that's right around where the same value is. So, and you're right, a lot of drafts have happened, but this is a great time to trade, right? You know, enough times happen from the draft, people are starting to like lose their uh loyalty to those draft picks at this point. You know, it's been a few weeks. Like, you know, is uh the Traylon Burks owner getting scared of asthma and getting scared of these reports? You know, like could you go and float this out to the Sky Moore owner or you know whoever like these mid to late first round picks could you say hey let's get you know let's do a deal um or you know Jahan Dawson who has actually been getting a lot of buzz he was oftentimes the early second round pick maybe i could use that buzz to go and acquire davis mills so yeah i i think he's a good buy he's relatively cheap such a young qb just a lot of potential and that's why I'm so interested. Yeah, so the you want to move on to the running backs? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so the next running back on the list is uh, Kareem Hunt. So Kareem Hunt, you know, he is the number two running back in Cleveland. Uh, Nick Chubb's hurt pretty frequently, but Kareem Hunt's a star. You know, I, I just want to say Kareem Hunt... If he was on any other team, would be a first round pick. I would, I think. Um, and obviously, that's projecting because I don't know. It. Literally, obviously, that would depend on the team and you know stuff like that. But whenever Kareem Hunt was on the Chiefs, I think he showed that he was a you know a fantasy star. And I and I think if if Nick Chubb misses any time, you could absolutely see Kareem Hunt be a, number, a running back one. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to you know guess. We saw that. Uh, two years ago, right? Uh, Chubb missed a decent amount of time, and Kareem Hunt was RB10 overall, you know, at a semi-part-time role because he didn't have the whole backfield all year long. I mean, Kareem Hunt, right? You talked about rushing champion when he was in Kansas City. This guy's a stud, and he's he hasn't even quite turned 27 yet. He turns 27 in August. I, I love this pick. Um I love Kareem Hunt as my third running back. If I'm uh, doing a startup, I love to pursue him as my third running back because it's very realistic that he could be an RB2 or even an RB1 this year. So, yeah, I mean, my thing with Kareem Hunt, too, is like he's not like he's like entirely useless when Nick Chubb's taking the snaps anyway. Like he's still, whatever he plays with Nick Chubb, he still does fine. Like he's not obviously an RB1, but, you know, he, he's startable as like a late option or as like a suit as a low flex like um like if you're in bye week hell and you and you really need a an emergency starter like i mean i'm fine throwing green hunt out there yeah i mean even since going to cleveland he's been very effective in the last three years he's been no worse than rb 25 as uh points per game as a running back even with uh the great Nick Chubb around. My question for you is how do you, how do you see the whole Deshaun Washington saga affect us? 
if if he's suspended for significant time, is that going to significantly change your opinion? No, because I mean I've already seen it with Baker. What what makes what's the difference with uh, you know another bomb? Like one bombs is two bombs. Who cares? It's bombs. Yeah, I mean that that was my thought because basically my thinking was, hey, okay, if Deshaun Watson's playing, the offense is going to be humming. Probably be a little more. Pa- well, they will be more pass heavy. That's not a probability. They will be, but that's going to equal way more touchdowns, right? So touchdowns are going to funnel to both running backs. But right, if if he is suspended, they're obviously going to be more run heavy. Therefore, right, volume will be in his favor. So it's almost like a non-lose situation. Like both that goes for Chubb and for Hunt. But right, we're talking Hunt. Either way, he's going to get opportunity, whether it's those high-value touchdown opportunities or volume opportunities. I think it's a safe buy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's, you know, just I don't see any situation where Cleveland doesn't run the ball a lot. So why, why would I be concerned about that? Yeah, I'm not worried at all, especially the price. I mean, we're talking RB33 in startups. Like, you kidding? He's a former Russian champion that hasn't even turned 27. He's just, he's like, right? If we're just going to rank running backs by skill, he's obviously way higher than 33. But probably, we got. Yeah, probably top 10 or 15. Yeah. It's probably top 10, I would say. Yeah, so um, we got a 23 second straight up for Hunt, a 24 second and 23 third for Hunt. This one I love. 302 and 304 in 2020 for Hunt. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this guy is a freaking rushing champion. <laughs> yeah, he's he's an injury away from being a, an absolute superstar. And that's and the a, other part. Winner. Yep. Exactly. That I didn't mention. That's a good, really good point by you. If Chubb does go down, he all of a sudden is like a borderline top five running back for the week. Like, He's the he's the number one hand, uh, handcuff there is. Like people like to talk about Pollard, they like to talk about Madison. You know, choose your favorite handcuff. Give me Hunt all day because he's useful as the backup. <laughs> like, and then if Chubb does go down, you got a star. Yeah, I love this. I love this as a buy. So, what do you think about your, what's your next one? So my buy is going to be Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, I'm kind of like sticking to my guns from last year. I was a big fan of Gainwell coming out, right? I watched Antonio Gibson light up the NFL as a rookie. And I remember saying, why did I totally miss on Antonio Gibson on like every rookie draft? Like, yeah, he was a physical freak and, you know, he tested so well, but like his college profile production was garbage. So I just stayed away from him. Why, like, why was he so bad? Oh, yeah, because Kenneth Gainwell. So Kenneth Gainwell actually uh, opted out of his last year in college, but Antonio Gibson left college a year later, or excuse me, a year earlier, both Memphis products, uh, and Kenneth Gainwell was the star running back, not Antonio Gibson. Now, Gainwell didn't have nearly the instant success that Gibson did, but he was still successful. I mean... He got backup duties, you know, the the whole split carry thing, and so was RB42. I mean, 
He got 50 targets as a rush uh, as a rookie. He was 4.28 yards per rush. He just didn't quite have the volume, but he showed to me like, hey, this guy is good. Like what you saw at Memphis wasn't an aberration. This guy can play. And I'm not saying, hey, he's my buy because I believe Kenneth Gamewell is like one of the best rookies of the 2021 class. No, it's because he's currently RB53 in sleeper startups. You can get him in the 15th round of startups. Yeah, because for me, you can you can trade Chase Edmonds and get Kenneth Gamewell in a 2023 third. That's why I say he's such a buy. Yes, yeah, so for me, it's like, okay, so he finishes RB42 as a uh, rookie, and now you're putting him on the board off of 53. How, why do I think he's going to get worse? Right. Like, what, like what's, are you saying? what's it getting worse with? Like, because I mean, for me, like, I feel like they're going to be they're going to stack the box less because they have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith out there now and Dallas Goddard will be healthy. And I'm thinking like, okay, Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell should both feast. Like they should have a good year. Um, And the only issue that I have with either of them is, is if Jalen hurts takes away touchdowns again, like he did last year. But I don't see why you wouldn't want them because I mean, at that price, like that's it's a solid value, and you know you could probably get them get a a running back 30, 35 season out of it. Yeah, I mean, even see, I I'm a big fan of Sanders. I big fan. I I still have hope, right? A lot of people are totally out, but. For Gainwell, it's like, okay, well, Sanders has one more year on his rookie deal, and he's almost assuredly gone. So, like you said, Gainwell probably can be like a flex play this year, close to it at least. So he could provide you instant value. But in 2023, if Sanders is gone, right, and Gainwell continues to progress a little bit, right, he could be the guy, right? You could be looking at a really solid player for two years, starting next year. So for the price, it's such an easy move for me. Like Dearness Johnson, Hassan Haskins, straight up for Kenneth Gamble. Clayton Guyton in a couple of thirds next year for Kenneth Gamble. Like, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> easy day. He's a – he's – just turned 23 back in March. This is a player that showed well in college, as a rookie year, had their moments, produced decently. Like, what? what's not to love? RB53, what are we doing, people? Yeah, uh, so I don't have anything else. Uh, you want to move on to the wide receivers? Yeah, yeah. Who's your, who's your player you want to talk about? Yeah, so for me, it's Omari Cooper. Um, so for Omari Cooper, uh, he's going off the board at wide receiver 30 and I I'll say this best case scenario has Deshaun Watson thrown to him. I don't think that's likely, but even still who else is getting the ball in Cleveland? Who else are they throwing the ball to? Is there anybody on the team? No one that's proven themselves to be a serious fantasy asset. That's for sure. So, my thought is he went from a team that has three uh, contending options for targets every single week 
four, a five if you count the tight end and the and the running back. Why do I think he's going to get worse than he was last year? He's going to get more targets. I feel like he's going to get. I think he's going to get more touchdown volume. I just I see a situation where he's got to be the only option, and I think that's like why. Not only do I want him for this year, I want him for when Deshaun Watson does come back, if he does come back. Like, I, obviously, I don't know what the suspension's going to look like, but I want Amari Cooper. Either way, until they either address the wide receiver position to get more assets. Or, you know, Deshaun Watson plays like that's, you know, like those are my those are my two options. Like, I don't I don't see any situation where he's not going to be good for them in a wide receiver 30. Like that's he I, I feel like he should put in bottom tier wide receiver one or high end wide receiver two numbers in this offense this year. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I almost feel like annoyed that. Every player that you're choosing, I'm just like, yep, yep. You know, I'm like lockstep with you. Uh, I think that shows our like tendencies to play fantasy football. Like, hmm, take a previously highly productive player that is totally, you know, getting crushed by the dynasty community. Yep. Oh, they're still pretty young. Yeah, let's buy. Easy buy, right? I mean, he just turned 28. I mean, the, the reason this dude got traded was because his contract was enormous. It wasn't because he couldn't play. Oh, exactly. It was like, cap casualty was the only reason. Yeah, like so it's not like this dude's a t- like just terrible. Like no. he didn't have a bad season at all. Not at so, all. So like, you know, what do, what do you think's going to happen? And like you said, the, you know, the target competition, it's not even close, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> to go from Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, Zeke and Tony Pollard, to, okay, find the running back target competition is relatively similar, but like to go from CD land, Michael Gallup to Donovan David, Pell, Jones. David Njoku, like yeah. sure. Donald people's Jones. Okay. Maybe I don't, I, yeah, that's the thing. Like, right. Like, I don't know who these, but like, do you have faith in Jacoby Brissett delivering the ball to Donald people's Jones? No, I certainly don't. Right. And like you said, hey, if Deshaun Watson plays this year or next year, you know, if they play together, obviously his his value goes to potential, you know, top ten wide receiver on the season. Like he he could be an absolute, like that's where the value potential is so high. But even if you have a Jacoby Brissett, like, I mean, he's gonna get 130 targets, like easily. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe 140. Like, I don't care who's throwing the ball. If they're good enough to be playing on Sundays, you're going to be able to, you know, get yeah, a wide receiver two there. He should be able to get 130 targets easy. Yeah. And he should be able to get at least five touchdowns. So, exactly. So, you're talking a wide receiver two at worst. And, you know, if Watson comes back or when he comes back more realistically, you could be talking a wide receiver one. So, yeah, I love this pick. I mean, look, like the price, uh, a 23 first, just a random one. You know, we, we don't know what it is, whether it's early, whether it's late. Multiple times, that's enough. There are situ- there's once where a 23 second was enough. Uh, let's see. Juju fe- fetched uh, Mari Cooper and a fifth. Uh, Wait, somebody traded Juju 
and a fifth round pick for no no they traded juju to get amari cooper in a fifth so juju was okay. worth more in this one. Oh, well that's that's questionable at best that one is <laughs> risky i get it juju's younger he has had a production profile in the past and obviously he's linked currently with you know a more assured quarterback um but i don't know Amari Cooper is the number one unquestioned weapon there, regardless quarterback. You have at least Travis Kelsey in front of Juju. And you also have, you know, Sky Moore. And so, and, you know, you only have the one-year deal with Juju. But this is an interesting one. Um, How about Terry McLaurin versus Amari Cooper in a 23 second? Which side do you got on that? I'm... I'm torn on that one. Terry McLaurin and for Amari Cooper and what? In a 23 second. Oh, I'll take the 23 second for Amari. And Amari. I the, want to lean that way, but I don't I know. I love Terry McLaurin, like, though. So I, I, I love said Terry. that. I said that and I really, <laughs> right. you know, I thought about it. It's like, no, wait. Like, I, I love, love Terry. Terry. How about this one? The, I, I, I'm curious what you think. Mike. Mike Williams for Amari Cooper and 110 in the 22 draft. I hate Mike Williams, so never am I going to take Mike Williams. (laughs) I I figured you'd say that. I knew you. I know you hate Mike Williams, but I got to say he is linked for a few years at least with uh, with Herbert, so that is desirable. But he's the second option, my opinion. So, so I turned. I stopped listening after the Mike Williams. Was (laughs) it? You did say it was a late second, a late first, right? It's like 1.10. It was 110. It was 110 for 2023 or 22. 22. 22. So, I mean, I, you're I'd talking probably take uh, a I'd probably Sky Moore, a Dotson. Uh, yeah, I'd probably you know, take Mike Williams. Though. Someone like that. I wouldn't be happy about it, but I'd probably take it. I'd probably take the Mike Williams side. Yeah, I guess it just depends, right? This is another big part, right, is what's your direction in Dynasty. Yeah. Right. If if you really want to, like, compete, I would take him in the Mike Williams side because I'm confident I'm going to get a borderline wide receiver one in total points scored at the end of the year. Now, don't get me wrong. Mike Williams gave some bad weeks because he's such a boomer bust player, but Mario Cooper is pretty boomer bust too. And the 10th best rookie in the 22 draft probably isn't doing anything for you as a rookie. So, you know, that's where it's going to be situationally based, but you know, there are a lot of these deals where I'm like, yeah, Cooper side Cooper, you know, it's a lot more than 50%. I'm looking at him and saying I want the Cooper side. So, yeah, I, I think this is a good buy. Um, he's he's not a young receiver, but he still has a solid two years at least, if not three, of production. And the ceiling is super high if Watson comes back quickly. All right. You ready for mine, Pick? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So Michael Pittman Jr. I am in love with Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, I just, the way he plays and just like my projection going forward, he's not cheap. He's wide receiver 16 in startups, 53 overall, right? He's an early fifth round pick. Um, He's not cheap, but he's a young player. He turns 25 this October. And I think he's just on like, I think year one to two made a big jump. I think year two to three is going to make another huge jump. I, I think we're talking this time next year is Michael Pittman Jr. in the 
you know, top five wide receiver dynasty rankings because wide receiver rankings after like the first two players is pretty weird. You know, you've got a lot of older players that are like super proven. You have a lot of younger players that are like, yeah, they did this, but maybe their situation changed a la Chandler Waddle, Deontay Johnson, you know, maybe they're the second player in their offense as a receiver T Higgins type player. You know, I, I think Michael Pittman jr. Could be a bona fide alpha 160, 170 target player, you know, that has good touchdown potential. He's a, I think he's a very talented receiver. I I'm trying to gobble up Pittman in every dynasty league I can get. Yeah. I've been a big Pittman truther for, two years now and you know i one i think you missed the buy opportunity um but i will say that i would buy Pittman, um but with a caveat of the same questions still remain with Pittman, and i think that the that question is what what is the long-term solution at quarterback it's the same question that he had last year it's the same question that he's had pretty much his entire career at this point and honestly, it's the same question that Terry McLaurin has that we just finished talking about, right? Like, if you could tell me that, you know, Michael Pittman had a solid option at quarterback long term, I'd probably buy Pittman in every single league I can right now. But that's the only reason I'm hesitant on Michael Pittman. Yeah, I get that. I, in part, right? I was a big fan of your buy for Matt Ryan. And I think that's why I, part of the reason I'm very bullish on Pittman. Not only is he a good receiver, I think it's super possible. I think it's probable that you're going to get two years of very solid quarterback play out of Matt Ryan. Right, you're th He's 37 and it's his 38-year-old seasons. He's way better than Carson Wentz. And I'm the Carson Wentz truther here. Like He's so much better. He's getting a clear step up. So you're telling me I can get two years of his 25? Well, actually, well, he's like, he's 24 and a half. So, you know, he'll be not even 27 after two seasons where I think he could be, you know, a top 10 wide receiver, right? Even if at that point it's like, all right, well, maybe I'll sell him if, you know, I'm not confident in the QB situation, if that's the problem. Like I'm still, be, I'm going to get more then than I could, you know, what his cost is now, assuming he, you know, produces the way I'm expecting. So I'm not really worried, quarterback. You know, I think he's going to get at least two really good years from Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Michael Pittman a lot. I don't have anything negative to say about Pittman. I just have that's my only little caveat to the situation is um is the quarterback. No, that's I, totally I just, fair. I worry that he's going to have, you know, maybe a year or two where he's like top value and then I can't get anything get anything out of him. Hey, even if that happens though, that's like a good buy, right? If I'm a especially, right? If you're a championship team, like some of these prices are silly. Alec Pierce in 2023 second for Pittman. Like what do we think about Alec Pierce? So I think Alec Pierce is an interesting uh, rookie. Um, I agree. Interesting. But for me, Pittman's like, yeah, he's an interesting potential top five dynasty wide receiver. Like, yeah, you know, like we're talking different levels of interesting, you know, 
I, like I like Pierre. He's a big dude. He's super athletic, and hey, he's with that. He's actually same team, right? So he's got that that good QB. Like Zamir White, straight up for Pittman. Wait, excuse me. Yeah, Mike Evans and Thielen for Pittman. See, that one is way more reasonable in my opinion because I think Evans is going to smash. There's no way that's real. There's no way that's real. Zamir White and. These are real deals, man. Uh, there's no way that's real. <laughs> there's so many Zamir White truthers out there. We're talking people that are taking them, you know, like 105. Like, I'm going to go draft Zamir White in, in leagues now just to see if I can get that kind of value. Seriously, though. It, it, well, that's the thing is you're going to have to draft him so early if you're in a league with someone that dra- values him that high. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't have anything else about Pittman. I, I, that's crazy. That's crazy. Samir White, come on now. But I love Pittman. You know, he, the Devonta Smith, the Elijah Moore, you know, those are the players that, like, we want their situation to be what Michael Pittman's is. Pittman has the clear shot to be the alpha. Like, play action pass from Matt Ryan with Jonathan Taylor to Pittman, like, all day, give me it. Right? He doesn't have a real, like, sure, Alec Pierce, yes. Johnny Woods, yes. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're interesting rookie running projects. Back, rookie wide receivers do not have impact year one. They just don't. Like it is extremely rare. Yeah, like that is that Jamar Chase season that you just saw is not normal. Yeah, like, I mean by, we've been spoiled, right? Back like, to back years with yeah, Jefferson and and Chase. Like that's but not that's not normal. normal. I mean, look how many first round picks. There have yeah, been and, how many and first and second is. round picks and how many yeah. players have actually been that good. Yeah, both of those guys are high first round picks, but like that's not like that is not something you should expect out of a second or third round receiver. Like second and third round receivers, especially, like they're guys who break out year two. Yeah. Like Pittman did. <laughs> yeah, like Pittman. But yeah, so I mean um all right, so let's I don't move have anything on. else about Pittman. I do want to do one little honorable mention. Okay. Brandon Cooks. Okay, have, he deserves an honorable mention. I I think that a lot of people just kind of forget about him. Brandon Cooks is always produces around a wide receiver twenty number, and he's all you can always get him for like wide receiver forty value. So anytime you can buy him, like he, he's usually pretty cheap. Most people don't really respect him as much as they should. Brandon Cooks is the new Robert Woods. Yeah, he's always undervalued and always overproduces. I mean, yeah. what is this? His fourth quarterback he's had a thousand yard receive season with. Yeah, Mills, yeah so he's Breeze, he actually has outproduced Amari Cooper. He's outproduced Amari no, Cooper fifth. Yeah, because he's done it tw- with two different Houston QBs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I he's, love he, it. I he love outproduced it. um outproduced Amari Cooper most of his career, and uh, and I, I don't know if he's going to do it this year, but you know, I I think it's. That is always a guy. He's on my, every single one of my rosters. So I don't even. I don't think I have to like pick him up anywhere. Um, but I, yeah, I pick him up everywhere. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So the next up though is the tight ends, um, and so the the big tight end here for me is uh, T.J. Hawkinson. And for me, I think there's one key to mention with T.J. Hawkinson. This guy was the tight end five last year, and then he had a really good initial start to the season, and then he got hurt. And then suddenly everybody jumped off the bandwagon. Just because he got hurt doesn't mean that he's not still talented. He showed that he's talented. He shows he's able to like maintain a high workload. 
and produce with that high workload. But then he gets this injury and he, you know, he really struggled, you know, with the injury. And, and it was clear that he was not the same player. Um, and to be honest, the, the Lions offense just wasn't very good, you know. But with Hawkinson, you got potential for a top tight end for years. And I think people are forgetting that. And, you know, you have a potential to get somebody that you're going to keep on your roster for 10 years. So get him. Go get him. He's not that expensive. Go grab him. He could absolutely produce some some years where he's putting up Mark Andrews type numbers, Travis Kelsey type numbers. You know, I, I think he has that in his repertoire. Yeah, once again, we're we're just lockstep and key here. I mean, TJ Hawkson is going as tight end six in startups. He's my tight end three. He hasn't turned twenty five yet. He turns twenty five in July. Um, right. Like, yes, is Kelsey Waller probably going to outproduce Hawkinson this year? Probably. They're over thirty. He's not even twenty-five. Like when you're talking about those years of 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 production, you're going to get. He's so so much more worth what he's getting valued as. And like you said, right? Look what he did. He's already shown us what he can do in a like a terrible situation. So I love it. I mean, it's kind of a joke what you can get Hawkinson for. Rashad Bateman. Listen to this one for TJ Hawkinson and Tyler Lockett. It's almost like you're getting you're, 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 two two upgrades potentially. Well, like that's the thing. It's like you're basically on Hawkinson for free. Like yeah, because you're you're buying the upside for Bateman, right? You're not you're hoping that he can produce the level that Lockett has produced his in his career, and we don't know that yet. I believe that he will do that. I believe he will outperform that. But at the yeah. same time, like I'm not willing to buy for TJ Hawkinson and Tyler yeah, I'm not Lockett. giving up Hawkinson. Like I love Bateman, but. I'm definitely valuing Hawkson over Bateman. Um, and, and I do love Bateman ever since he was in college. Now, I, I think those are one of the deals where right, it get it goes through and everyone in your league is making the, like, holy shit emoji, like, oh, you just got fucking owned. You know, that, that was a bad deal, right? So what are some better deals? Okay, how about this one? Pat Fryermuth and 23 second and a 23 fourth for Hawkinson. I think this is much more even deal. It's actually really close, you know. Yeah, that's my thought. You get a slightly younger player, slightly less proven player, but you get a little bit of draft capital. Yeah, I mean, your hope is that Fryermuth, you know, becomes a, a star uh, like like Hawk. But at the same time, you know, you get the draft pick capital to kind of ease that burden too. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna slightly take the Hawks out again. I'm a huge Hawkinson fan. Now, this is an interesting one where I think this is probably most people are going to go away from Hawkinson. This is Kelsey in a 23 third for Hawkinson in a 23 second. I think a lot of people would want to pursue Kelsey. <coughs> and I understand it, right? Especially if you're a win now. If you're honestly, if I'm win now, I would do that. I would give up my. Well, you didn't, from what it sounded like, you said, so you said Hawkinson and a second round pick for Kelsey in the third. No. Yep. So, you know, for me, like, I would rather the. Hawkinson signed because I get a better draft pick and then I get kind of a comparable talent, honestly, in my opinion. You know, and with Kelsey, I think he's only got like probably two years left. So give me the give me the upgrade in the pick and then give me a comparable talent. Yeah. I mean, I get it. That that one though is just totally 
situation based, right? If I'm yeah, really going for a title, yeah. give me Kelsey. Even no. if it's even for just one year, Kelsey yeah. Yeah. is probably going to be the number one tight end. And he fantasy. could get 150 targets. Like with like, right because you take yeah. a retiree kill, like you should get peppered so much. He's probably gonna be number one. He could get 100, 150, 180 so he targets. Could, like it, he it could, could be score Hawkinson by like four or five points a game. Yeah, and, and that could be with Hawkinson still having a really good season. So right, that that difference, if it wins me a title, is well worth you know losing a round of pick. You know, but if I'm not like. I would love to get out of Kelsey if I'm an old aging team that I know can't really compete. Hey, let me go get Hoxton plus a little bump in the next draft. I would love that. So that that one is very situation-based in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where it goes. Like with Hoxton, like, all right, if you want to win a title this year, all right, maybe you want to try and get a Waller. Maybe can you pay up to get an Andrews? But like, for me, I'm doing startups. I'm doing these best ball drafts, and I'm like Hawkinson, and I'm totally happy. That's that's the like the tier. Once you get below Hawk, he's six. So you've got Waller, Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, all ahead of him. So for me, if as long as I can get one of them, I'm happy. If I'm below them, it's like okay, I just want to like take you know Zach Ertz or. Well, he's my next buy, you know, spoiler. But, you know, I want to take like this much lower tight end, you know, let me get the longer shots. Yeah. Let's, you want to move on to the next one? I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think we've covered Hawk. Yeah, I kind of jumped the gun. I didn't mean to <laughs> turn the page on you too quick. But if you got nothing else, I'll uh, jump into my buys. Yeah, no, I, I don't have anything else about Hawk. Yeah, for me, I mean, I think I've said this for a while now, like Sacker, it's like, why are we disrespecting this guy? Do we not remember only a few years ago when he was on like the list of three of tight ends that you had to have, he was one of these immortal tight ends that could potentially, you know, unseat Travis Kelsey from his throne. Not that he did, but like he was close. And what did he do? He was a tight end one on a run-heavy offense with a young QB that couldn't throw the ball terribly efficiently, gets traded, and immediately is a high tight end one again. He finished his tight end five last year. Not to mention, they have a brand-new wide receiver in Hollywood Brown, who, yes, has a connection with Kyler at college, but, you know, different offense. It's been years. Who knows how well a connection is actually cemented not to mention oh yeah john hopkins is gonna miss almost half the year he's an older player coming off of soft tissue injuries it's possible zach Ertz is the number one target in that high octane offense and you can get him as tight in 14 you can get him in the late sec 10th round pick in a startup to me he is the perfect contender addition you know, say you have Pat Frymuth, you have Cole Komet, you have, you know, name a younger tight end that you like going forward, but you're not confident in 2022 producing numbers. Go and get Zach Ertz. Go win the title, you know? Like, he's the perfect guy for two years. 
yeah, I mean, you know, for me, you only want Zach Ertz if you're a contender. But you know, if you're a contender, you want Zach Ertz. Yeah, you know, like give me as a give me him as uh, Zach Ertz as a backup. Give me him as a starter. Like, if I missed out on all the top tight end options, like Zach Ertz is my next best thing, um, and I, I think he'll be able to do it for another year or two. And uh, I, I think he's in a good offense. And then two with. DeAndre Hopkins being out again the first, uh, what is it, six games this season, eight games this season? Um, six, yeah. Yeah, six games, yeah. Uh, you know, like, he's going to be successful for those first six games of the season. So, like, if he's outperforming that value, worst case scenario, you can just trade him for the value mm-hmm. that you gained. Like, you know, so, yeah. Give yeah, when he's in two. <laughs> exactly. Yeah give, yeah, give him to me. I love it. I mean, some of these trades are just silly. Marcus Mariota straight up birds. Excuse me? 23. Marcus Mariota might not start by week four. He might not start week one. Yeah. Now, I I expect him to start until they're by. I don't know when they're by is, but I imagine he'll start until they're by at least. I mean, the only reason he's starting is because they don't have any other option. So. But even if he starts the entire year, what are we talking? QB 28? Yeah, like I have zero interest. Obviously, zero he's interest. not going to get killed too. He's going to get killed. You know, the, it's that, that. Yeah, they have no offensive line. Like you're relying on he's throwing a tight end and a brand new wide receiver. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, with no running game at all. Terrible awful. defense. Like yeah. it's all on Marcus Mariota. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Chip Kelly is not there with you and Eugene Origin to make it work. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am I, good. I Call I me good. a non-believer <laughs> because I'm not. I don't believe in Marcus Mariota. Not for that price. <laughs> not at all. I picked him off of waivers <laughs> in a super flex league, and I was like shocked. I was like, y- y'all don't believe in potential starting quarterbacks? But, but like that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about for fucking Zach Ertz, who I think is going to be a top five tight end again with potential top three value for the season. Hey, if somebody I, I, has... If somebody has uh, Marcus Mariota, I'm not buying him for that. But if right. I, I will go pick him up off the waiver wire and give him to you for that if you'd like. It, it's just silly. A, a 204 and 304 and 22 for Hertz. A 23 third and, and 405 for Hertz. Yeah. Like Penny for Hertz. Rashad Penny for Hertz. Lockett and a 23 third for Hertz and Tim Patrick. To me, it's like smash, smash, smash. Like yeah. we we play in time. I want both premium. those players. I want both those players over Tyler yeah. Lockett and a third. Like, what? I mean, we play in time premium, right? And not all of these trades necessarily are time premium. But even if it's not, like the, the tight end position is so scarce to have like actual difference making tight ends, and that could be Zachary's next year easily. He could easily give you two years of like borderline. Right, and that's what he was back. Right when he was with Wentz, and you know his his glory day a few years ago is like I said, he never unseated Kelsey, but he was that guy that was like almost as good. So like that's what you could get again for another couple of years. So I think he's such an obvious buy for, for anyone that's content. Right, obviously if you're on your way down, why are you gonna buy an aging asset? No, don't do that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else. Th- those deals are crazy. If you're selling Zach or, or buying Zach Ertz for that, you're doing very well. Do you have anything else about Zach Ertz? Or no? I mean, I I feel like we said it all. Like it's 
to me, the numbers are so obvious. You look at these trades that are happening, so obvious. Like, just go and monitor your leagues. Like, be aware of what the market price is for these players and just go and make some deals, people. Like, this is the time, right? People are getting bored. Go and float some offers. You'd be shocked what gets accepted. Yeah, so what's your uh, what's your number one buy? My number one buy is Michael Pittman. I've been buying Michael Pittman everywhere that is possible, whether it's in startups, whether it's in rebuilds, whether it's in contention. I think where his price is, he's a value regardless of format, regardless of league, you know, your team's direction. I'm buying Pittman everywhere I can. I believe in Matt Ryan. I believe in what they're doing. I think Pittman has a chance to be a like total superstar, talking perennial all pro type of wide receiver. Yeah, so my my number one buy is TJ Hawkinson. Um, you know, I can't say enough good things about Hawk. I, I think he's a great player. I think he's got all the talent to 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 be a star in the league long term. I love it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> honestly if you didn't take Hawkinson, I might have taken him as my buy. Uh, I love Hawkinson. I'm pro- I'm trying to get him just about everywhere. It's a great young talent, like you said. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate doing this with you, Eric. You know, it's been nice. Uh, it's good to have something to talk about other than uh, just staring at a at the at a wall during the non football and non basketball season. You know. So, uh, yeah. It's been good. Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed. You know, hey, let's put this content out and tell people right because. When people get bored, people do dumb stuff in fantasy football. Don't do dumb things. Find people that you believe in. Hey, I believe in myself. I believe in Robert. I think we're doing things right. Our process is good. Go and see if you can make these moves. Go and try and find some moves. Remember your direction, where your team is headed, and you know, act accordingly. See if you can acquire some of these players on the low. Or you can sell these players that we talked about last episode on the high. Go and make some moves. Um, and if you, you know, have some questions, Hey, what should I do? You want to like, give me your league settings. You want to give Robert your league settings and ask, Hey, what should I do? Like, how can I improve my roster? Please feel free. Slide into our DMS tweet right at us. Uh, we'd love to, to be of any help we can. You can get at me at Eric E R I K underscore bubblehead. That's a double B. Um, we'd be happy to help. Yeah, and you can find me at, at BBH Robert. And, you know, uh, if you have questions about your overall roster, too, you know, like, hi, hey, like, what what areas am I struggling in? Like, what what positions do I need? You know, stuff like that. Like, if you have questions like that, you know, please come and, you know, let us know and we'll tell you what we think. But, uh, yeah, we thank everybody for listening. And, uh, yeah, we hope everybody has a great day. And uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. All right. Thank you, Robert. And thank you, everyone, for listening.